Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. February 9th, 2023. It's Thursday and we're Grant and Danny. You are listening to The Fan. We got a great show planned for you today, including PFF's Brad Spielberger stopping by at 3 o'clock from Radio Row out in Phoenix, We'll also talk to Adrian Dantley, former teammate of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, about LeBron James' accomplishments this week and just how much the NBA has changed as we're here on deadline day. And if you're a star in the association, you might be getting traded. And if you haven't gotten moved in the last two or three years, you're almost certainly getting traded. Wild stuff. I like it. Now, big picture, I don't love that, like, a super team was made like eight minutes ago, and now like everyone hates each other, and we have to break it up, and and it's over, and it's annoying. I think they played less than a football season together, by the way. That net super team of Harden, Kyrie, and and uh, and and Kevin Durant. The pieces fell very very quickly. But Durant moves to Phoenix. They give up first round picks for the next hundred years. Changes the scope of the Western Conference. Certainly makes them a championship favorite. That group, if they can stay healthy, and Durant's not healthy at the moment. Chris Paul ran out of gas. Was unhealthy last year with. Um, uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, that is a pretty good foursome uh, of gentlemen to maybe come out of that Western Conference. I just think the trade deadline in the NBA is comical because mm. you have players getting moved straight up for four second-round picks. Literally. Yeah. Player goes somewhere and four second-round picks come back. That's funny to me. I don't know why. That's just funny. Kevin Durant to the Suns. Nets get Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder. Four first-round picks and then the player I was talking about, Crowder, flipped by the Nets for five second-round picks. Russell Westbrook moved in a three-team, eight-player trade that saw the Lakers get D'Angelo Russell again. Didn't he leave there in, like, horrible fashion? Yeah, wasn't good. Locker room problems. Uh-huh. And all co- Nothing matters, it seems like, in the association. So he's just back in the good graces now of the Lakers. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt come over. The T-Wolves in that deal get Mike Conley and... Uh, I think uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker maybe in some picks. The Jazz got Russell Westbrook. He may or may not actually be there when the dust settles. And then a first-round pick in Damian Jones. The Knicks acquired Josh Hart from Portland. Blazers get Reddish, Arch Diacchio, uh, Diacono, who was a good player in the Big East, and a 2023 first-round pick. Like It's been madness since last night. It's been really crazy. But I just think the NBA trade deadline is, is comical to watch because it's, it's just – how many picks can you throw into these deals? Are they protected or unprotected? And who's got bird rights? And 
It's so convoluted. I, we'd like Jay Crowder. What you know? What, what do you go? To, what do you guys need? Three second round picks? No. Four? Okay. Like now, now we can do the deal. What? It's just, it is weird. I'm with you. And a second round pick in basketball is it's player to be named later in baseball. It's a, a it's a conditional asset. sixth in the NFL. No, but it's wild, man. It you get these seismic shifts, and then you get like these smart little round the edges type picks. Like a sneaky great move is Mike Muscala going to Boston. Right, that that doesn't ring any bells. Nobody's that excited. It's a, a guy that's going to come off the bench and hit threes um, as as a big man for them. It, just a perfect little spicy ingredient for a team that's got a chance to win a championship. Little things like that make sense. And then there's these, you know, that big one you mentioned with Utah and Minnesota and the Lakers. It's like all those teams are are separated by a game outside the playoffs, looking into the Western Conference. Is there some analogy about deck chairs and the Titanic? I'm trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> what is the point of some of these things? Other than to say that you did. Russell Westbrook's career has been pretty amazing over the last several years. He got, in 2017 from the Thunder, a five-year extension for over $200 million. Think about that. 2017, five years, $205 million from Oklahoma City, which at the time was the largest contact, uh, contract in NBA history. Since then, in year one, he played for the Thunder. In year two, he was traded to the Rockets. In year three, he was traded to the Wizards. In year four, he was traded to the Lakers. And now in year five, he's been traded to the Jazz. I guess that deal worked out pretty well. <sighs> pretty just amazing. What, but uh, we'll update you as things yeah. happen throughout the day. If uh, you know the, the deals are big enough or if certainly if the Wizards are involved, we'll break it down on Grant and Danny. We're three days away from the Super Bowl on this Thursday. I did my exercise last night that I do every year at this time, which is I go position by position, and I juxtapose the commanders to the teams that are in the Super Bowl. And here was my great epiphany that I had, okay? In my opinion, in the NFL, there are four positions, jobs, posts, that matter more than all the other positions, jobs, and posts. Four. I think that the difference between Washington and Kansas City or Washington and Philadelphia in those four areas is night and day. And it's scary and it's alarming as to just how far off they are from these two teams. Here's what I mean. The most important and vital four positions for an NFL team to be a high-functioning, legitimate outfit are owner, GM, Head coach and quarterback. Now, there are a lot of other things that matter. I'm not telling you that there aren't, okay? If you're really good in those four areas and everyone else on your team is terrible, you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. But to have any chance to have an established, credible culture, to have a sustained opportunity to win, you need to have good, solid answers and reliable options in those four posts. Owner, GM, head coach, and quarterback. The Chiefs and the Eagles have really good, overly qualified, revered, and outstanding answers at all of those areas. And the commanders are at their weakest in most of those areas. Exactly right. Let's go through them. Let's just compare. Ownership, Clark Hunt, Jeffrey Lurie, and Dan Snyder, who might be selling. I don't know what's worse, having a really bad owner or a pending sale. No, a sale that might be taking place, but the combination of the two of them is crippling. 
Can you spend any money at quarterback if you want to this offseason? Is Dan Snyder going to allow you to take on the money that it might take to go get Eric Bieniemy? I mean, Danny, these are things we yep. don't have answers to because previously when he was just a bad owner, you knew he was a bad owner who would let you spend some money. But now he might be a bad owner who also doesn't let you add any finances. Sure, and and now you start to look back over the last year, maybe two years, and you go, I wonder if finances played a part in them not doing this or not doing that or some of the actions they're in, right? How long has this plagued them? It's ba- What you're basically saying is we're all lining up for 100 meters, 100-meter race. It's really hard to win this thing. It is. Even teams that are great. One, both these teams that are playing this weekend do it as good as you can do it. One of them will not be the Super Bowl champion. What did the Cincinnati Bengals do wrong? What did the Buffalo Bills do wrong? Right? It's really, really hard to get to the mountaintop and actually win the thing. All you can do is go to the blackjack table and exercise the best process. You stay on 16. You stay when the dealer's got a six showing. You you do the things that you're most likely to win. And sometimes you don't. And people act like it's the same as if you have a bad process and you end up losing anyway. You're basically saying, let's run a 100-meter race. Now, let's tie uh, our legs together here in Washington. Let's put both hands behind our back. Let's blindfold and earmuff the person so they don't know when the starting gun goes off. You have the two guys, you get a head start. <laughs> also, you can go when you want. Now race. That's what it is. Anything that happens that isn't this excellent process means you're fighting uphill. You're behind the eight ball. Whatever analogy you want to use. And this has plagued Dan Snyder's ownership throughout it. Since the beginning of Dan Snyder, they've never had the right process, which doesn't even guarantee you anything other than having that good process, which gives you a fighting chance to have really good seasons. And they haven't even started. They haven't they haven't started that correct process one time. Clark Hunt, Jeffrey Lurie, Dan Snyder. One of those guys is not like the others. And if you're ranking them one, two, and three, Snyder's obviously third, and there is a Grand Canyon gap between the first two and Dan Snyder. All right? So that's ownership. Now you get to the GM post. This is number two in my little pecking order here that ends up on the field with the four areas that matter the most for NFL success and for sustained efficiency as an organization. General Manager Brett Veach, not particularly well-known for the Chiefs, outstanding at his job. A lot of people give Andy Reid a ton of credit for how they put their roster together. They view the Chiefs as being coach-centric, so to speak. But it is Veach who makes a lot of those trades and does the negotiating and makes decisions. I'll give you one specific example I was reading about this week. Apparently, when the Chiefs were trading Tyreek Hill, a team came to Kansas City willing to give them the number 10 overall pick in the draft for Tyreek Hill last year. And Veach was pressured by higher-ups in the organization, all the way up maybe even to ownership, to get that deal done. They weren't going to re-up with him. They knew that. They didn't want to extend Tyreek Hill, and they thought his days with Kansas City were numbered, Mm -hmm. and so they wanted to trade him. And so... Veach had in his hand the offer of a top 10 pick for Tyreek Hill. And he said, the way this story goes, I'm not trading him straight up for the number 10 pick. I don't want to end up possibly having traded, I don't remember the exact way that it went, but like Randy Moss for Troy Williamson or whoever the wide receiver was that the Vikings took with the pick they got for Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not doing this for one pick. I want quantity. We're going to get a bunch of picks. Because when you look back at it, and we got four players, if two of them are really good and one's okay, 
that is a better return for Tyreek Hill than one player where we're not sure that we're going to hit a home run. Yeah, a hit at number 10 is a guy that's 65% as good as Tyreek Hill. That's a good football player, right? That makes very good sense to me. Maybe you get a star, like Justin Jefferson went 18. He's a star. You, you could hit a home run. You, you could do better than Tyreek Hill, perhaps. But the, the point is, correctly, he said, this is my plan, I'm sticking to it. And Veach ended up trading Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for a first-rounder and a second-rounder and a fourth-rounder and another second-rounder. It was a way better trade. That's a GM. Mm -hmm. That is a guy that knows what he's doing. And they have hit – they're going to start nine rookies in this Super Bowl. I mean, they have hit time and time again on young players. Great executive. Howie Roseman. I don't think I need to go into Howie Roseman, who's already been the architect of a championship team and has built them up from the ashes again. This is a guy that sent – Thousands of letters to NFL teams to try to get a job. Interviewed, not got interviewed, but interviewed Mm -hmm. one of the former executives with the Jets, Mike Tannenbaum, at one point for a project he was working on. Begged him for a job. Tannenbaum said, "Uh uh-uh, can't give you a job. Go to law school. Try to get in on the salary cap with somebody. So he did. He went to law school, got his law degree, uh, was an intern with the Eagles, and then 10 years later was a GM and has had a hell of a career. Martin Mayhew. Marty Herney, are they on the level of Veach and Roseman? Herney, who would not have been in a front office right now if not for his buddy Ron Rivera giving him the gig? You know, Mayhew, who was the, the second highest ranking front office member of a Lions team that didn't win? Again, not personal. I like both of these guys fine. I don't know them uh, personally, but they seem like good guys. But I've got dudes who have never won in my front office, who shared an agent with or a relationship with Ron Rivera, who he wants got hired by who he extended the olive branch to. That's my GMs. Brett Veach and Howie Roseman are on a different level. Howie Roseman is the thing that I covet. This is the moneyballization, if that's even a term that I just made up, uh, of the NFL. This is not a scout. The scout falls in love with the speed or the intensity or the game tape or the film or uh, the attitude or the interview with the coach, etc. This is a person that throws mathematics at the problem. This is a person that doesn't fall in love with individual players or situations or otherwise, who knows the appropriate time to cut bait and build and prioritize for the future. And if you weren't on board, even if you're a Super Bowl winning coach, you got to go, Doug Peterson. I got a new guy in here who looks like a dude row in South Philly that, that crossed over from Cherry Hill, Jersey, who's uh, doing a bar crawl, who's the head coach, just ripping off W's in the Super Bowl in year two of this build because that guy outmaths everybody. When you get a phone call from Howie Roseman, the attorney and cap expert, a guy that understands what he's doing, and you're like, I came up seeing football played by football people, and I'm a football man. I'm going to get by with guts and, and my and my eyeballs. He's going to beat your ass. He's going to take advantage of you, which he did to the Saints in trading for a key piece, which he did to the rest of the league when he got a sound Reddick for a fraction of the price that it should have taken. He keeps doing it to everybody. He's bamboozling people left, right, six ways from Sunday. When he walks into the room, he's smarter than the other guy. Give me that right now. Get immediately. Veach, Roseman, the Martys. Rank them. Doesn't go well for Washington. I get to head coach now, so I've given you owner, I've given you GM. Third on my list of the four prongs, the four pillars that holds up an organization is head coach. Andy Reid's one of the best ever. He's starting to finally get that kind of consideration and attention. So I think it's, it's you know, you set him to the side as kind of definitively being better than Rivera, who has not yet won a Super Bowl, has gotten to one, who has had three winning seasons in 12 years. 
I don't know enough about Nick Sirianni. Frankly, I'm not willing to say yet that Nick Sirianni is a great head coach. I know that he goes for fourth downs at a rate higher than just about everybody else, which I love. I know that he is super aggressive and and that that uh, mentality and that moxie is kind of carried over and is become a personality of his players. He seems like a dude who I wouldn't want to hang out with. And if he was at a party, I would go into the other room so I didn't have to talk to him. Having said that, he's been very successful. I'm not willing to say he is unequivocally a better coach than Ron Rivera. I'm not really sure. But I will tell you that he has been wildly more successful and that Andy Reid is. And so at head coach, maybe that's where they're the closest, I suppose. Although Sirianni has only been a winning coach. Reed, every year is in the playoffs, and most years is a one seed and in the conference championship game. And Rivera's done that one time in over a decade. So I, th- I think there is a sizable gap there. And then you get to quarterback. So after owner, after GM, and after head coach, quarterback, Mahomes, best in the NFL, the gift that we'll keep on giving in Kansas City for a decade the thing Washington has never had mm-hmm. and has looked for for over 30 years. Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen Hurts having the best year of his career and he'll crash back down to earth after teams solve some of the way they operate and read option? I guess it, someone could say that. Chris Sims did yesterday. Says that it's easy right now to be the quarterback of the Eagles. But I know this, Danny. They went 2-0 and when Jalen Hurts wasn't available with Gardner Minshew slinging it around. This is the runner-up for the MVP vote this year behind Mahomes, in my opinion, in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you you summarized it right there. One to an MVP voting. You got the MVP, (laughs) you got the runner-up. And in Washington, you're bouncing between guy on his third team in three years who got benched and backup quarterback who was undrafted. That gap is bigger than the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. Four posts matter the most. Owner, GM, head coach, quarterback. Mahomes, Hurts, Howell. Not to knock Sam Howell. Hopefully he's good. One of those is not like the others. And we're competing for the same prize. You're you're trying to win the same race. Reed, Sirianni, Rivera. Maybe the most favorable of the comps for Washington. And it's still a distant third. I, I would think so, but Sirianni is still an unknown. Veach, Roseman, the Marty Party. Hunt, Laurie, Snyder. You see where I'm going with this, man. If those are the four jobs that matter the most and we're, we're tallying up points, you're behind by 50 before the game starts. Here's where I want to open up the, the phones and, and open up the show with our listeners. Where are the commanders the furthest behind in these four categories? Owner, GM, head coach, or quarterback? From the contenders... You want to take the Bengals into the equation who just got eliminated or any of these deep-run playoff teams. There are some outliers, like Brock Purdy at quarterback for the 49ers. Where are they the farthest off? If you believe what I believe, that owner, GM, head coach, quarterback are the four jobs that matter the most, I just went through the rankings here. Where do they have the most work to do? 800-636-1067 is the number. 800-636-1067. You got a chance at a new owner this offseason that could eventually mean a new GM, that would eventually mean a new head coach and quarterback. They're they're throwing another dart at the board this offseason, it looks like, with Sam Howe. 
You're listening to Grant and Danny on The Fan. Every year, Super Bowl week, I always like to spend a little time trying to juxtapose the commanders to the teams that are the last two standing. And what I really decided when I started doing that within the last couple of days is at the most critical and important positions, Washington is just not prepared to really have a legitimate chance to compete. And I think if I'm ranking in an NFL organization the 20 most important things that you need in terms of being set at certain posts, the top four for me are owner, GM, head coach, and quarterback. It doesn't necessarily have to be in that order, except, Danny, that I want the owner to pick a GM who picks a head coach Mm -hmm. who picks a quarterback in that order. And so you start like a, uh, you know, the caterpillar becoming a, a butterfly, so to speak, with the owner who goes out and finds the GM that he likes. That guy then says, okay, I want a coach that can carry out these principles and these uh, practices for me. And he finds his coach, and the coach says, I'll do that. And for my offense, I need this quarterback. And when I look at Kansas City, they have a really great quartet with Clark Hunt and Brett Veach and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It's no wonder they've been the bell of the AFC's ball for the last several years. They're the cream of the crop. The Eagles are positioned to win for years to come. They're in their second Super Bowl, by the way. Yep. Completely different iteration, different quarterback room. There's like a handful of players max that were even on the Super Bowl team less than five years ago that played against New England. But you look at the owner, still there. The GM, still there. They've picked a coach that has done a great job. They have a quarterback they hit on in the second round on a rookie deal. It is the blueprint. Lori, Roseman, Sirianni, and Hertz. And here in Washington, you've got Snyder. Which Marty do you want to assign? I mean, the, the title is Mayhews as GM. I think Herney actually, from certainly from a player evaluation and a draft standpoint, is more influential. But I guess we'll say Mayhew, who has to deal with having the the 0-16 Lions on his resume. And, again, was not getting GM interviews other than this one. That's right. But we'll go Snyder, Mayhew, Rivera, and Sam Howe. Just think about that. Right. Like, where does that four rank among the 32 other teams group of four in in those jobs? Very close to the bottom. And I don't mean to be flippant about that. What else matters? Precisely. To me, if you're asking which is furthest away, the answer is GM, believe it or not. And I know that nobody's been more passionate and hopeful of Dan Snyder going away forever than me. But there are plenty of bad owners that have stumped their toe into correctness. Plenty of rotten owners have had good situations. Like, I think Jim Irsay is, you know, uh, a buffoon. Chris Bowden's a good GM. You know what I mean? Like, even bad owners can have good general managers. Now, they get overruled sometimes, and they act, you know, in a, in a whimsical, flimsy sort of way without great logic, but there have been all sorts of tyrant, terrible, myopic owners that still have had general managers. This organization has simply not gone empowered GM once. It's either you pay the loser tax to go get a, a big brand name head coach that had success elsewhere. You give him a whole bunch more power than he probably should have. We've done that three different times, including legendary Joe Gibbs. I need a general manager, please. Or you get Bruce to do it or Vinny to do it. That's your list over the entirety of Dan Snyder's ownership. 
That's where they're furthest away because they don't even have one. That is the question being posed to you right now on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. Where are they furthest away? And and on the flip side, if you want to be positive, where do you think maybe they're the closest? Let's go to Mike and Culpepper. How are you, Mike? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? So, Mike. Hey, so listen, I think with the Jim Ursay situation, that's a great point, Danny. Um, but you got to think about, like, who he has in the coach right now. You know I mean? That's like a that's a um, owner-oriented uh, decision right there, without a doubt, you know, because obviously, you know, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but you get the point. Yep. The thing is, I believe ownership should be priority, and that's why we were winning off the field this season because of what happened or what's possibly going to happen to Dan Snyder. That's why I'm very hopeful because – the last couple of years has been, eh, you know, but now that Dan Snyder is out, then all, you know, that's the hope that we need. And then from there, I think GM and coach can be interchangeable, but the last position would be the the, the quarterback. Um, but that, that's my opinion. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, dude. I just think if you look at the worst teams in the NFL, okay, the Bears have not solved quarterback. They're expected to pick first overall. They're hoping that Justin Fields is the guy. They're not sure. He's a great football player and playmaker with his feet. There are questions still about his ability to throw the football. But they have a brand-new GM, complete unknown in Ryan Poles now running that organization. They have ownership issues as well. I mean, they're having all kinds of uh, debates and things going on with their stadium. And When you ask that fan base about how they've been run, they also haven't been able to solve the head coaching situation the way that they want to. They got Nagy wrong. He's out. Now it's Matt Eberflus, who had a one-year uh, run where he went 3-14. and 14. We'll see if, if he can do it. But I really believe that. Like, the really good organizations, owner, GM, head coach, quarterback, they got it locked in. They've got adults, grown-ups, legit answers there. It's not coincidental. Look at what happened to the Giants overnight when Shane and Dable came in there. All of a sudden, Jones got better. Their owner has won multiple Super Bowls in the last 25 years. I would say pretty good at what he does, whether you like Mara or you don't, based on some of the things he's done to Washington over the years. But Houston, their owner is a goose. Is an absolute goose. Their GM has hired and fired two coaches in two years before they just brought in D'Amico Ryans, who's an unknown as a head coach. I'm rooting for him. Their quarterback situation has been in shambles. Gong show. Weirdly, they're the number two team picking in the draft, the second worst team in football. The Cardinals are third. Their GM is out. They're hiring a new GM. Their owner is also not highly not thought great. of right now in Bidwell. Uh, they're going to have a new GM. They're the last team with the Colts to hire a head coach. And their quarterback situation, while they have Kyler Murray, is not good. I don't just mean because he's going to be out for a year. There's a lot of coaches that don't want to take that job because they think that the contract they gave Murray is a problem. I just don't think this is rocket science, man. It, it, it is a disqualifier. If you, can, I don't know that you have to be four for four, but you better be batting 750 in these gigs. And great ones in different spots can overcome weaknesses in others. In other words, if, if Brett Veach was kind of a rube, 
You still got Pat Mahomes. I bet you're going to win double-digit games. You got Mahomes, you got Reed, and you got a good ownership. Yeah, you know, for in in Green Bay, for example, is the one I always pick. I I think a lot of folks in Green Bay just skated by because they had Aaron Rodgers to fix it. They just sort of you know let things slide. Didn't make any free agent signings for you know nearly a decade, except for like one supplemental dude, or you know we're 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 not shrewd in the draft at various points, and you still win a bunch of games because Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, right? You didn't build particularly well. They should have had a dynasty up there, but didn't. I think that was largely in part to, you know, sort of being mediocre at those other spots. But at least, again, you had a chance because well, you had Joe the Burrow. greatest guy doing it. Yeah. Joe Burrow's been white out for the Bengals in a way. It's the same ownership group that won five playoff games in 50 years before he got there. Mm-hmm. They've won five since he showed up, right? Zach Taylor, who I've always kind of liked, goes for fourth downs, aggressive, understands the value of throwing on first down, some of those things, was really struggling and was on the hot seat before Burrow broke out in his sophomore season post-injury. So, yeah, I agree with you that, particularly at the quarterback position, but you can make up for some of the other things you don't have. But if you are below average at all four, if you're a bottom quarter of the league team in whatever index we're creating here, you know, we need an acronym for it, but the owner, GM, head coach, quarterback, you know, quad of a group if you're bottom five bottom seven enjoy never winning yeah the OGHQ the owner GM head coach quarterback there you go if you yeah but but this is why what's happening with the commanders now is so exciting to me because if you're able to get a new owner at some point that's in the, the first near future, that changes everything it will be the first time you will be able to actually try to do this correctly you can't get the type of GM you need as long as Dan Snyder's here. And that GM, let's say you somehow lucked into it, you luck-boxed your way into getting that GM, he'll never be empowered to do what he needs to do as long as Dan's here. So if he's gone and they actually bring in a new owner, I'm not promising you it's going to work, but it's got a chance to work. That's the key. That's the distinction. So everybody, especially like sports talking heads and so many old school people, screamed and laughed so hard at the Philadelphia 76ers and made fun of the process, right? That, that's an extreme example where they always prioritize building towards something. They made bad decisions along the way at certain points, like keeping one guy over another and whatever. But the point was, the idea was to just wear it and be bad to get the tools to be really, really good. And because they didn't win a championship, everybody dunked on them and said, ha, 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 we told you. You didn't. That's the right thing to do, even though it doesn't always work. Again, I keep pointing to this. What did the what have the Bengals done incorrectly? What about the, the Buffalo Bills? What did the 49ers do wrong? They're on their fourth quarterback by the time uh the season ended for them. If you have a good process, you at least have a chance. There's a group that has a chance, and then there's everybody else. Washington has been in the everybody else since Dan Snyder took over. Every other team has had a turn to walk into the Man, it's nice in this garden. This is really pretty. The sun, the, the lights are bright. Everything smells nice. The have a chance group. We haven't been in the have a chance group since Dan Snyder owned the franchise. Once. It's been scraps from the table once those other guys in the have a chance group have been done eating. The word culture gets overused and talked about a lot. And it's just a term. You know, it's a buzz term. I, I don't know if it has a real fluid definition. But if I was going to try to describe it, I would say... Kansas City is about to play Philly in the Super Bowl, and both of those two teams are great in the four most important areas where you want to be great, and that's culture. Owner, empowered GM, empowered head coach, really good quarterback who runs the show for the players. 
They're great in those areas. Washington has arguably the worst ownership situation, arguably the worst GM situation, or I'll say bottom five GM situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Ron a solid here because I think he's okay. And I'll say a, a slightly below average coaching situation. I can't go average just because it's 12 years and it's three yep. winning seasons. And while Sam Howell's an incomplete, it's a bottom 10 quarterback situation. It's a fifth-round pick last year that they're going to be saddling up with, it seems like. There you go. <laughs> There's the difference right there for you. Grant and Danny. On the fan, top of the hour, Brad Spielberger of PFF is going to join us. By the way, there was a story last night that Dan Snyder's not going to sell if he can't get $7 billion. How worried should we be about that? You're listening to G&D. Grant and Danny on the fan, NBA trade deadline day. About uh, 15 minutes away. From the deadline, if anything major goes down, we will get to it right here on G&D. We're also three days away from the Super Bowl. We went out to lunch today. We had a show meeting. Uh, the boss, Slacks Kynard, with uh, Darius and Ryan and myself and Danny, mm-hmm. went over to the Green Turtle in the neighborhood. I ate more than I wanted to, and I'm a little bit full right now. Yep. Uh, I had a, a chicken sandwich. Sure did. With some fries. Uh-huh. And then I snacked on some of Ryan's... Um, Tater tots, which uh-huh. were very, very crispy, very good. Maybe should have even done my own uh, tater tots on the side of my French fries, I realized, and then I had to get my own tater tots. You had tots. to get your own tots there, yeah. Um, so that's why I'm full. Danny, though, did what Danny does, which uh-huh. is most every day we get something to eat or whatever. Danny says, no, I'm out. I'm going to be good. But then the day where you decide not to be good, you make up for it. I had the uh, the meant-to-be-shared, unless you're me. Uh, pretzel sticks appetizer. So the it's, only it's person the warm who pretzels, ordered yeah. an appetizer, by the way. We all went straight to entrees, and Danny said he would start with the pretzels. Right, with the beer cheese, and I'd dip it right in there and destroy it. It's nothing but carbs. Uh, went one of the burgers with like some some toppings on it, fries, um, in addition to the pretzel thing. And you were like, you, you should get some tots. And I was like, well, I am eyeballing someone's tots. And you're like, oh, do you want one? I was like, well, thank you, but no, because our boss who ate almost a quarter of his portion because it was a, you know it was a, it's a regular sized human portion. He got the uh, the cheesy tots. That's tater tots with cheese on top and some bacon. Mm. He left about 80% of those. So I went and had those as well. And you wanted dessert but we had places we, we had, had to, to go. we had to go. We had to go. Danny was eyeing the what do they call it, the monkey bread or Yeah. And, and so he's like, "Oh, what if I just got that?" And we're like, "We've been here an hour, we have to leave." But how are you feeling? Are you full or are you doing all right? I'm a little sleepy. Okay. I can take a nap. Um, in fact, what's the, what's the policy on that? Is there a rule? Can we look, can we look up the rules? I would say no nap. No right nap. Now. Yeah. Cause the show's on John walls being traded back to the Houston Rockets. Poor guy, which wouldn't be funny if he hadn't said this in an interview about the Houston Rockets. So this is after he became a clipper. I don't know what podcast this is or who's interviewing him. I just saw this online. I thought it was funny. You got traded to the Rockets. Talk about the Rockets. Experience. Trash. I don't know. I know. Beyond trash. Oh, <laughs> he's a rocket again. Awkward. Hey, John, welcome back. There's a little, there's a little the bands that welcome him at the airport. So is this going to be one of those NBA trades where he never shows up or never plays or they just give him money, but he doesn't go to the facility? Yes. Or is he actually going to be on the floor for them? Nope. First one. So I think that's what I'm seeing. Where are we on John Wall at this point? I, I thought he was having a little bit of a renaissance. I thought there was 
Like, he was on the floor. He was healthy. He was able to make baskets and score points. And he was averaging 11 points and five assists. Like, that's a second point guard. What? Nobody can use that? I guess nobody wants that. I, I, again, I, I'm not sure what these teams are doing. And I know we, we're not supposed, we're not majoring in it. I just, I, when things don't make sense to me, I just have to focus on it. I can't escape it. So they're like, yeah, we need to make sure we play more Reggie Jackson more in, in for the Clippers. I don't know what the plan is. They're like, maybe we can be the sixth seed if hey, it all works. I have another question about huh. the trade deadline. The Wizards know there's a trade deadline today, right? No. What's they, happening there? 29 teams knew. Now, I know that if they were making trades, they'd probably be buying, which I don't want them to do. So I guess it's better they do nothing than buy. But it would yeah, it's ap- a false choice. It would appear they could they could sell. Please sell. I mean, it seems like there's there's plenty of teams that are looking to make deals. I actually have an update. Here's uh, here's what the Wizards are doing right now. At the oh, trade good. Down. Oh, mm. I fell for it too. You thought he was about to play the breaking news bit? Yeah, I thought he's like, well, they because the the vo- in vogue of the day is second rounders being bandied about like they're pez. So I thought maybe like the Wizards traded for a future second rounder, like. Maybe they give up a second rounder, but no. Oh, these are the best. I just love this. Sitting here, nothing. Woj just tweeted this a minute ago. The Blazers are trading Gary Payton, too. Speaking of the Wizards. Okay. Right? Gary Payton, too, to the Warriors for five second round picks. Just setting records. What? Second what? round picks are the, are the basket. They're just like. 26 cents now. You know, it's just like, <laughs> we got this guy. Do you want him? They're like, yeah, but we don't have anything you want. They're like, how many second round picks can you give us? Five. And the other thing about the second round picks is most of the time, these aren't starting right now sometimes. It's like the 2029, 2033, 2037, and 2051 second round pick. They just randomly assign years. How many former Wizards have been traded today, by the way? And, and that way, I guess the Wizards are involved in the trade deadline. Very involved. Wall and Thomas Bryant, and I think there's like half a dozen guys that used to play here. Gary Payton, the two. I would rather them not make any deals than Brad yes. on more. Agreed. Which is what how I think that would actually go. I want them to just sell, 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 sell. They're not going to do. They're not going to do that. So let's just sit this whole thing out there. That's probably the best case scenario. Brad Spielberger of PFF joins us next. We'll preview Super Bowl Fifty Seven on Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 